Hello and welcome to Rising Above Podcast, brought to you by your host, Georgia Peck. I'm bringing you some of the most inspiring and narrative-shifting stories, opinions and experiences from all over the world. Real and raw stories, from entrepreneurs to health specialists to your everyday being. From fast fashion to mindset and breaking away from the crowd and stepping into your most authentic, thriving self. I'm helping to shift society's narrative and environment with slow eco-fashion, which you can find at risingaboveco.com. Enjoy the episode. I used to envy, be jealous, live through comparisons. I wanted to be everyone but me. I didn't want to be Georgia. I wanted to be Emma Watson, Angelina Jolie, Michelle Obama, Steve Jobs, Walt Disney, my best friend, the pretty girl in my class. I wanted to be everyone but me because they were always better than me in some way and I could not live up to that. I could not be as good as they were. Beauty, intelligence, confidence, money, fame, happiness, relationships, courage, they all were liked. I felt I wasn't. I was on autopilot of thought processes that constantly compared myself to everybody. Made me feel good about myself and at the same time made me feel awful about myself. I wanted to be the best but I didn't actually actively work on myself to become better. I would just sit and wallow and in this misery of feeling like I could never compare to anybody else. That everyone was above me and I perceived myself as beneath everyone. See all of those people I would idolise and and at one point was literally everybody because I saw myself as so low compared to literally everybody else and I have no idea why. This video is not about me making a pity party of myself. It's about realising past thought processes and patterns that actually most people can relate to. Maybe not to the extent, but in one way or another, as humans, comparison is a normal thing. Because comparison and jealousy is a natural process that we would have used back in the day. Um, in our survival stages to weigh up to see if a situation or a person or an animal was dangerous or not. I've taken this to an extreme and this is a my own past case is a very good example of taking it way to the extreme because we've evolved way too fast for our minds and our bodies to keep up. I have a twisted mindset because it's a twisted mindset because when you see those people that you compare yourself to performing lesser than you think is the best that they can do you feel better about your situation if they're doing worse off you end up feeling better and saying it out loud seems almost psychotic why as humans do we want others to fail this was my thought process for a very long time my name is georgia and here today i'm talking about envy and jealousy and how this was my mindset in the past and just my story and how this relates to everything this so i'm just sharing my past experience none of this is like what i say is my own experience and my own opinion and you can take it however way you want um feel free to subscribe like this video and comment if you can relate or if you have any advice about how maybe 
you got out of this thought process or the way that you see it, I guess. Because not everyone feels like this. Um, yeah, I hope not anyway. <laughs> Let's take a time scale because I would say this started like when you just, when I just started to hit puberty as in the teens, like 12 years old, 13, 12, the usual age where people start to question their themselves, their bodies, their surroundings. Um, so yeah, I felt very inferior to pretty much everyone and it was like a living hell that I didn't even realize I was living in for like, I wanna say about at least eight, nine years of my life that I didn't even question. I didn't even question my own thought processes. I just thought that's the way it is and that's how I see the world and I didn't question it. Now I'm completely different. Constantly comparing myself and beating myself up internally. Like, how is that a nice way to live? <laughs> I had to train my mind not to do this and it took a while, like a long time, but the first step was awareness that I was even doing this, but I was kind of forced into that awareness through like eating disorders and realizing, okay, this actually is not healthy. And, and I succeeded in reshaping my thought processes. And that is a very oversimplification of it, the process. Like right now I have, I've, I've trained my mind quite well to not be comparing myself to people. And if I do, it's not as a way to put myself down or feel like I'm not doing enough. It's to like give me inspiration and realize that actually people go through struggles too like everything that we may people idolize i try not to idolize anybody anymore because it puts them on a pedestal and so when we experience envy it's important to just acknowledge that it's happening that's what i said before awareness so to go down my timeline with envy i'd say it started again in when i was like 12 years old when i was just going into year seven or grade seven in the us so, Maybe it's grade eight, I don't know. But around that time. First way it showed up was comparison and envy in the physical appearances and beauty standards. Um, looking back now, it genuinely seems very pointless um, to be always looking outwards at other people and making judgments against myself. There's no, re no room to, for me to have my own thoughts of myself, thoughts about how I actually wanted to express myself. Um, the only room was to critique myself and make judgments and adjustments based on what would seemingly make me be liked the most. And I was teased for my height because I was quite small. I was one of, I was pretty much the smallest person in my class for a very long time. Like, I was so small. I couldn't walk up to a group of people without them mentioning my height or putting their, their elbow on my shoulder or just saying, like, how does it feel to be small? It didn't get to me, like, it wasn't a big deal. But when people are doing it, like, at least three times a day, it kind of gets to you at some point. It's also the case of my freckles. Um, I literally wanted to get rid of my freckles so much because people would constantly be mocking me for my freckles and I have no idea why. I guess it's because no nobody else seemed to have freckles apart from me and my brother. Like I wanted to stay out of the sun because I didn't want to gain more freckles and I wanted to cover my freckles up with makeup and when I found out that foundation and makeup was a thing, I was like, my problem is so but my god, no, that was so wrong. I love my freckles now. And it's not something 
that people mock anymore. Well, people don't really mock me anyway. Um, they just tend to think I'm crazy <laughs> um, with what I'm doing with my life. But yeah. So also my surname. So I would say my height, my freckles and my surname as a kid, I was just very mocked for. My surname is Peck and people would just every time someone would say like oh what's your surname like maybe a teacher's saying like what's your surname i would like try and say it in the quietest voice possible because i didn't want anyone to know my surname because they would instantly pick it up and make a joke about it which is fine but again it's like that constant repetition and drilling it into my head that like my surname's bad so that happened throughout primary and secondary school and I was more envious and jealous of physical uh, physical appearances between like 10 and 16. Um, so much so that I developed like multiple eating disorders, anorexia, orthorexia, which and also body dysmorphia, which I've also made a video about. Um, I'll put a card up here, um, so I won't go into it. The envy post high school or secondary school as we call it in England, just it developed into deeper than physical appearances. At this stage, it was I was probably about 16 and it developed deeper into like more about academia, school studies, skills, relationships. And first of all, I'm quite a competitive person, but when it's a competition with just you and someone else without them realizing, when it gets a bit toxic. <laughs> Um, I would be envious and resent the person who got better grades than me and as a high achiever in terms of academics, apart from maths, I kind of went downhill in maths. But I would just be fighting for the top grades in all of my classes um, throughout my final years in education. I think my parents' pressure came into this and I don't blame them. Um, because they didn't realise how their words or actions affected me. I knew they wanted me to do really well. I was already putting in loads of pressure on myself anyway, so it was just like an added pressure. Those people who were achieving higher grades meant that I wasn't being the best, and I wanted their grades. I wanted their brain power because mine wasn't up to their level, and this drove me mad. <laughs> Fine art as well as academic subjects. With art, and just academics in general, I was competing with just a few particular people. I, I just never seemed to keep up with them. And I would genuinely do about 24 hours of extra work each week. Maybe not 24, maybe like 16, 17 hours, 17 hours of extra work each week with my subjects combined and I would keep track of them. I honestly have so many notes in my phone of like, keeping track of the hours that I did extra. Like instead of going out and making friends, I would just sit in the library or in my classrooms and do extra work and revise and get my grades perfect. And, but to what end? To what, why was I doing this? So I could be liked by people? I could finally be recognized? A bookworm in the corner of the room? I guess so. I wanted to be liked and recognized so much and I felt that everyone else was doing that. Everyone else was better than me and I was so jealous. I envied people's social skills and especially their confidence because I had almost zero confidence. That one person who walks into your classroom who just lights up the room and everyone just smiles and he makes jokes and he's just like so easy to get on and 
he was just loved by everyone, his charisma, his confidence, and I wanted that. I wanted to be that person who would walk into the room and just light it up. Just thought that could never happen. I, I was just stuck in my little introverted, little quiet, envious, jealous bubble of my mind. And I felt like a prisoner. I'm so incredibly glad to be free from now. <laughs> I could see the way people interacted with each other and I just felt I didn't have that. I didn't have friends who needed me. I always needed other people and they didn't need me and I would see two best friends or a group of friends who would be laughing and joking and having a good time and making memories and I feel like I'm missing out but that was totally on me because my own lack of self-worth and confidence meant that I felt that everyone was judging me and hating Look, my oh my own insecurities would literally drive me away from having friendships as a, a social and I would just miss out on that because of my own self feeling like I'm not good enough to be part of someone's friend it was like college and then right now I literally have no envy of those things as I did as a kid anymore and I sort of realized what the turning point was, was I realized it just wasn't helping me in any way. In fact, it was making my life horrible. I myself with these thoughts and I, ne I realized I needed to actually develop, I started listening to podcasts and reading books and I realized I needed to develop, well, when I say books, I mean non-fiction. I was always reading fiction books as a, a kid, more like self-help books and things like that. And I realized, um. I actually needed to develop my own sense of person, <laughs> what success is to me and what beauty is to me even if it is even a thing because it's so subjective and or how I communicated with people, how I developed my own relationships and friendships and building up confidence. I'm to the point where I could honestly walk up to anybody. I could go to a party and just walk up to anybody and start a conversation and feel no awkwardness, have no fear that they're judging me because even though they are because as humans we judge it's a natural thing um i don't fear uh, the judgment like i don't care i need i feel i need to change myself or prove myself to anybody anymore yeah so what changed well i got out of the education system for one in the uk it's not the nicest place to be honestly and thanks to a certain virus um that cut education short <laughs> for my year, um, I decided to go solo traveling and to get out of the UK and just see things from a different perspective in a different environment. And I realized a lot about myself and it wasn't nice. Like it was not nice to realize these things about myself. I noticed my thoughts for once. I noticed the way I held myself, the way I would talk to people, responded to me and my thoughts, my passions, what mattered to me, me only, without the input of my usual society and surround, got out of that environment that I was constantly in. My school, my tiny, tiny town, or even, it's not even a town, it's a village, and I noticed that I desperately needed approval from, it was scary to just trust my own instincts and to trust what was important to me rather than everybody else. The whole of 2020, I made such massive mistakes, <laughs> but there were mistakes that I've learned from and mistakes that 
I needed to go through. And this year, I keep making mistakes, but that's a normal part of life. I think I make a lot of mistakes because I take a lot of risks. It's all a learning point, I guess. I've learned so incredibly much, and I can't even believe how much has happened in the last two years even year, even month. <laughs> to solo traveling, I got back home, I completely had a identity crisis. <laughs> well, I was having an identity crisis the entire time I was traveling. Just like, I just don't understand what was going on in my mind. When people say solo traveling or traveling is to like find yourself, I don't think people shed light on how finding yourself is literally horrific because you have to go through every single part of your past and thought processes and untangle it and try to find patterns and answers within that. It's very oversimplified, <laughs> finding yourself. And have I found myself? No, I feel like we're constantly doing that. What even is that? The envy that comes up now is just occasionally, um, it's the envy that people are living their best lives and succeeding and either having multi-million pound businesses or travel lifestyle youtubers writers authors i don't know business owners entrepreneurs serial entrepreneurs i would ask myself why did they get that and i don't even if i'm working so hard like i would try to make myself feel better by saying that okay they were they were they're better anyway so they deserve it more than me and i don't experience that often anymore because one i'm aware of it Two, I realise it's a total dog poop of thought process that adds no value to my life. I can just take inspiration from them and learn from them rather than saying, Why have they got that and I don't? It's like, it's a useless thought. <laughs> Often we don't envy certain people, we envy the way they do things or the things they've achieved or how it makes them feel or how you perceive it to make them feel and you want them feelings. Does that make sense? <laughs> and you want to feel it, really. You want to feel how they feel with their successes or how their success would make you feel. Whether it's happiness or fulfillment or purpose or love, I don't know, freedom. We can only do our best, but I also think it's important to go inwards and figure out what you want. Rather than seeing outwards and just comparing yourself and being envious and jealous of everything that everyone else is doing, because what happens if, I don't know, you could press a magic button and suddenly have their life? Maybe that wouldn't even make you happy. Maybe that wouldn't even be what you think it is. That another person has make you genuinely happier? Or is it just that the grass is greener? Harrison and Envy is a sort of rose-tinted glasses in a twisted way that we ignore. That every human has issues and struggles like if someone is very successful it's almost through extreme struggles and i think we just forget that and yeah that we only see some people put them on a pedestal we idolize them and we only see them for their success and what we think that they feel feel this envy and jealousy and need to compare yourself especially with social media i will never stop talking about this because People forget that social media is a highlight reel. Even if it's on a day-to-day -day basis, you only see, you don't, people don't want to see a lot of negativity, but that's part of life. 
<laughs> so yeah, so I'd like to hear what your experience is with envy and where do you feel you're at with it? Or if we have even experienced, yeah. It'd be cool to start a conversation in the comments. So yeah, that's my two cents on envy, jealousy, comparison, and my own story. I also have a podcast and my business is Sustainable Slow Fashion. One of these, like the reason I started that business is also because of this, because of comp constantly comparing yourself and not developing your own style or feeling you need to keep up with trends. Like it's honestly ridiculous. So that's what I'm making it your mission to do something kind. Don't forget to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And I shall see you in my next episode. Don't forget to make it your mission to do something kind for you today.